the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert in studio, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? I think we're doing okay. I'm loving, I'm loving this uh, break, the little break from the heat at the moment because <laughs> it's been a sweltering, you know, sweltering heat wave for the last little while. And it know, has been. Nice it to, has been. Nice yes, it is nice. Nice to get a little reprieve, definitely. So yeah. it's going to be a good weekend. So enjoy it. I will. I'm excited about hanging yes. out and getting outside and not worrying about baking to death. But yeah. yeah. Right, right, exactly. But you know that happens this time of year, right? Hot, humid. It, it right? is. You know that's is. one. That's one of the neat things about being in Mid Atlantic State is is you get, we get four seasons a year, you know. <laughs> versus, uh, you know, some 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 people have uh, winter and then thaw, you know, and some people just have summer, you know. So it just depends on on what you like. You know what I like about you, Larry? You're always the eternal optimist. It's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's there good. you go. There you go. <laughs> Except sometimes on my golf game. But oh, okay. you never know about that, right? <laughs> all righty, all righty. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show here. Hey, if you'd like, go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 with any of your financial planning, investment advice questions, estate planning, taxes, the stock market, whatever's on your mind today, dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. We always start the show off, Chris, as you know, with you know sort of a synopsis of what happened this past week in the markets and, and everything. And the market's up and down sideways again this week. Uh, but uh, lots of pressure has been on the markets in the last few months, mainly due to tariffs, you know, the taxing of, of money coming in and out, trade wars, things like that. Well, great jobs number came out on Friday and just sort of, you know, blew past, you know, the markets just sort of blew past uh, the the pressures on, on trade. And, and, and this is this is where we are right now, which is a good place. In in the stock market and in the in the overall economy, the numbers in the economy are looking very strong, very robust, which is a very good thing. The Fed is going to continue to slowly, moderately raise interest rates over time to stave off what they believe is inflation coming down the road. 
but yet at the same time, the markets will get jittery from time to time on 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 policy, on fiscal policy, in this case, tariffs, trade. Is it a good time to do this? Is it a bad time to do this? We're going to find that out in the coming weeks down the road. But I, again, I think it's going to end up being a Swiss cheese wall of tariffs where, you know, some some products and nations are going to get different scenarios and, and all that just just deals all around. Um, so at the end of the day, we want the stock market trading off of corporate fundamentals and interest rates based off of inflation scenarios. It sounds like a poker game to me. Uh, I'll <clears throat> for, for your tariff here, I'll give you two tariffs over there. And, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see how it, how it really plays out. And, and uh, you know, as long as, as it, when you take a look at it, you know, from the standpoint of being in a deficit position as far as trade goes, we hold the upper hand as far as as far as it all goes. So we'll have to stop and, 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 and just see how it plays out. At the end of the day, once it does play out, okay, once the, the tariffs are all settled and, and the new deals are done all around the world, the bottom line is going to be this, is that very quickly eyes are going to turn back to what's happening in the underpinnings of the economy. Is the economy continuing to expand at that point, or is it contracting? Is the, Are corporate earnings continuing to rise? What's happening with inflation and interest rates you know, corp and, 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 and um, wages? All that stuff is going to pour into the, to the mixing bowl of it all, and then at that particular point, we'll see – how how the markets do and and things are very optimistic when it when it comes to this basically wall street just needs clarity of of uh uh you know clarity of, of what's happening yeah exactly clarity of direction thank you chris i got stuck there <laughs> okay. but but that's what they're looking for so it's sort of the same story continuing on hey but next week we start corporate earnings again you know, th uh, for the next eight seven eight weeks we're going to have intensive amounts of corporate earnings coming out for the second quarter of this year. And it looks to be very optimistic, very, very good growth, our, our estimates uh, going forward on it. So that should help push stock prices up as well. So we'll have to sit back and, just, you know, at the end of the day here, Chris, uh, again, you want to make sure that your portfolios are, are well diversified and in, in the different sectors based off of where we are in today's economy. We're going to talk a little bit about that about that today, about me, some sectors and stuff. Let me ask you a little bit about corporate earnings and how that actually affects the way you need to go invest. I was just wondering, how would you – it only comes out in certain periods of time officially, but you get these forecasts too? Is that – I mean, it's like you're getting – So, yeah, so corporate earnings – so corporate earnings come out each quarter, and it's based off the last 12 months basically, okay? So so they come out and they say, you know, we, we, we met expectations. And then the – and then the, the – Literature will go on to say, you know, but going forward, we see this, this, or that. As uh, the forecasting. And, and they'll sort of forecast and sort of try and say, you know, going forward, we see some, some pressures in our business this way, but we see some great opportunities over here, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, Wall Street analysts are all tracking it and following it and things like that. Because at the end of the day, people purchase stock based off the future anticipation of corporate earnings. That's why people are buying stock. You know, it, hey, if, if, if you're looking at company A and company A goes, wow, our, our stuff's just flying off the shelves. It's doing great. And company B goes, I don't know how we're staying in business. Which stock do you want to buy? You want to buy company A, right? Absolutely. So there you go, right? So, so you know, to keep to, to, to recap of it all, um, you know, w the markets are trading on, on uh, corporate earnings, interest rates, wages, all the fundamentals of the economy 
But at this particular point, still Wall Street needs clarity and direction when it comes to the tariffs. And that's going to be settled out here in the, in, in the, in the coming months. So we'll sit back and uh, wait and see. Hey, the good news is in, in the history, the last 15, 20 years or whatever it's been here, you know, the second half of the year has always done better than the first half. So uh, we'll stop and see how that plays out. So I see we've got to take a quick break here. So give us a ring here at 855. We'll open up the phone lines here this morning. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning, personal finance, investment questions that you may have for me, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show with Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. If you'd like to dial in to talk to Larry, you can do so right now. We have some lines available for you. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, Chris. So let's talk a little bit about demographics today. Okay. The when when we break down and, and take a look at um, you know how many people are at certain ages across the country, where they're spending their money, what kind of income they're making, whether they're on the cutting edge of technology or in manufacturing or wherever they may be, all this stuff plays into what's happening in the economy, which then rolls into what's happening in in, in taxes and in interest rates in the stock market. And basically, housing, food prices, everything, it all depends. You know, stop and think about this for a moment. If, if, if you've got 10 people walking into the grocery store and, they're, and they all want to buy bubble gum and none of them want to buy pretzels, what's going to happen over time to the price of bubble gum? It's going to go up. What's going to happen to the price of time over pretzels? It's going to drop down, right? It's based off of supply and demand. Yeah, nobody likes pretzels anyway. <laughs> I love pretzels. <laughs> okay, uh, so so when you when you stop and you and you look at the power of 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 money going in certain directions, you can stop and you can garner themes as to what where you think money is going to be spent, both both at the government level as well as the personal income level, and when you break down the baby boom generation, which is basically you know 
been born from from uh, uh, 1946 through 1964, with the peak being in 1957. Matter of fact, in 1957, we had the most babies born. About 4.3 million were born that particular year, and that's never been accomplished again until 2007. What do you think? Something in the water? What, what? Well, y- you've got when you look at the the graph of people in our country just by population, you'll see this. Big, huge spike up from 46 to to 64, and then you see a big dip, and then you see another spike up here um, in in 2007 and 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 on a little bit, and so you've got you've got this next wave of of people that are coming coming through the system. So when you when you take a look now at 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 where the baby boomers are right now, we've got baby boomers that are retired and baby boomers that are still not retired but still in the throes of the workforce. Today we have 10,000 people on average turning 70 and a half, and that's going to continue for another 23 years. So just look at that demographic. And my point is this, is that today we've got baby boomers that, that are, that are, that are uh, still spending money and baby bo- and in, in retirement, and we have baby boomers that are still working. So part of the fear has always been when, you know, quote unquote, the boomers retire, you know, the market's going to crash, this, that, and the other. Well, if that was the case, then, then it should be way, way down. And that's not the case because people are still spending dollars. When you stop and look at what drives the economy, two thirds of our economy is driven by you and I, Chris, by consumer spending. So the good news for a lot of, of, of uh, re- retirees today, this, these are some recent surveys uh, that are, or studies that, that were just done. Uh, just put out by National uh, Health Science and, and Census Bureau surveys and things about happy retirees. The good news is that today, six out of ten baby boomers that are retired feel that their retirement, they're meeting their expectations in retirement, which is good. Only about 10% are are disappointed or have negative feelings about their, their financial situation as they are retired today. Oh, that's pretty good, so actually. That that's very, very positive. Now, that's just a chunk of boomers that are retired today. There's still a chunk of boomers that are not retired today, mm-hmm. and th- that chunk of baby boomers are citing in the same in the same survey, saying that 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 the majority of them are highly concerned that they're undersaved, that they're fearful of retirement years because they don't think that they have enough money, and when you stop and you go back and you look at some of the old surveys. When when people are still working, they're uh, they're fearful that they're not going to have enough money in retirement years, and that is, it, it's playing out to be well, maybe not so bad once you actually get to retirement years. A lot of this is based off of people running financial plans and understanding what they have as far as their income goes versus their expenses and and how it all breaks out. And the last thing you want to do is be surprised to the downside when you go, hey, you know what? We're retiring next week, and we're not going to make it, right? You don't want to do go that. sell screwdrivers or something. Something, yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that you that that you have uh, enough assets. That that's obvious. Um, but people are surprised by how much in, in in three areas that they're that they're spending money on. One of them is healthcare. Another one is travel, and the last one is taxes. So let's sort of Let's sort of unbundle this here real quick and take a look at health care. Obviously, health care is more and more expensive. Um, since the, the Health Care Reform Act came in a couple of years ago, 
costs have gone way, way up. Services have gone down. We'll see how that plays out in the future. But at the end of the day, it is what it is right now. So in your financial plans, whether you're doing it yourself or you're working with your financial advisor, please put an extra spending column in there of just miscellaneous health care costs each, that would each be a and every year. Though, would it? I mean, as you're getting older, you're going to need to spend a little bit more on health care. So yes, you 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 will probably spend more on healthcare. That that more that's common thought. sense. It's just more than what you actually thought. The next thing is people feel insufficient for travel. People are doing a lot of traveling now, which is great news, right? Get out and do it. No, no doubt about it. But they're spending more in travel, and the the biggest surprise is taxes. The biggest surprise to people in retirement years are taxes. I was just speaking with a client of mine last week on the phone. And and she's 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 a young client. She's in her in her latter twenties, and she was trying to figure out if she should put money into her retirement plan on the pre-tax side or the post-tax Roth side. It was a very interesting conversation because because when you fast forward and you look at the most expensive thing inside anyone's investments today, it's taxes, and and one of the biggest. Um, bad surprises that a lot of retired baby boomers are receiving today is the amount of taxes they're having to pay in their retirement years. But, Larry, my, I, I'm not working. My income's less. But look at all these taxes I'm paying. Yes, I know. I understand. That's because the majority of your money has been saved in places that's never been taxed before. And now you take a look at what is our tax when you start seeing all these these uh, easy pass lanes all around communities all throughout the country as well. So more and more dollars are being generated through services, through fees, whatever you want to call it, a tax, right? So get, getting back to, to, to my client, she's young and she's saying, well, you know, how do I figure this out? So we, 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 we broke it all down for her and, and showed her where her income is today, what her income projections will be down the road, looked at the tax rates, and she determined that today she's going to go ahead and put money on the pre I'm sorry, on the post tax side, on the Roth, because as her income grows over the course of her career, at some point down the road, a tax a current year's tax deduction may be more valuable to her than it is actually today. And she wants to bank as much money tax-free in retirement years by putting it on the Roth side of her retirement plans. And that now you're getting into tax allocation strategies. And that goes it, – it's pretty neat because that goes right into the throes of this survey here on the baby boomers that they're absolutely surprised to the negative side of how much money you're spending in taxes. Hey, if you're spending – Lots of money in taxes today. We've got some, some, some ways that we can take a look at your tax return and really show you how to cut down some of the taxes on your investments and things like that just by making sure that, that the investment accounts you have, maybe we can lighten up on some of the dividends that you may not be using, show you how to get some tax deferral growth. And, and, and offset tax losses and things like that. If you're interested in that, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, if you're living off of, of dividends and interest and things, there are ways that you can lower those taxes by changing around some of the investments. Now, it's not always correct. It's not always in your best interest, so you have to do it case by case to take a good look at it. But I was really surprised, and and because I, I I've always heard this from people, but to see it in surveys now, really coming out. And this is the 2018 Census Bureau survey. Uh, taxes are, are are one of the major concerns of of retirees uh, in in retirement years, which is you know kind of good. So 
this gives you a lot of uh, pause to really think about doing Roth IRAs. And it just, does. It, it, it talks about tax allocation. And now you take a look here also at, at the pressure that, that boomers have and future retirees have on themselves to make sure that they're saved up correctly. This is where the importance comes in to really understanding, you know, what is our game plan, especially when it involves our real estate? What are we going to be doing with our home? Are we going to pay off our home? Are we going to trade down? Are we going to buy up? What are we going to do with, with living? I'm buying a fifth-wheel trailer, and I'm just going to pull it around the country in a truck. So there you go. Hey, you might see a lot of neat things, too, Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's worth okay. the thought. Yeah, yeah. But you got to find electricity, you, though. Right. When you take a look at 1975, when when uh, many when when uh, baby boomers entered the workforce, 88 percent of private sector employees back then had a pension plan. In in 2017, which is the latest data we have, that has fallen from 88 percent down to 33 percent. During the period of, of 1975 to 2017, pensions, as we all know, were either done away with or frozen or, or, or got watered down into cash balance plans. But right now, most plans are in 401Ks, 403B plans, pushing the responsibility and the risk to the actual participant, plan participant, because now your your future income is going to be based on or gauged about what's happening in the economy and the investments you select inside your plan. So when you look at that, that, that that's, that's pushing more and more risk and responsibility to the stock market over 20, 30, maybe even 40 years in your retirement. What type of investments do you have set up? What's going on? with who controls the amount of money. I want to tie this together now and sort of give you, give you the outline here in, in your mind's eye of if, if there's a large group of people walking into the grocery store again to buy bubble gum and nobody's buying pretzels, what's going to happen to the price of bubble gum? It's going to go up and the price of pretzels is going to go down. So my point is who controls more of the money in the country right now? Is it the baby boomers or is it the millennials? Well, today it's obviously the baby boomers, right, Chris? Mm -hmm. They control more of the money. Where are they spending their money today? Not on bubblegum. Not on bubblegum. What are they spending it on? <clears throat> How is it happening? So, so those are some of the themes that you want to break down inside your investment portfolio. Look at health care, technology, you know, consumer staples, those types of scenarios right there. And, 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 and then you, 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 Stop and you take a look as well as less favorable Social Security benefits. Social Security benefits have been slowly becoming means-tested, slowly being watered down from the standpoint of, you know, normal retirement ages have been pushed out from 65 to 67. You get less at 62. Uh, and, yeah. and, and then on top of that, you're looking at sandwich generation people, rising college costs, higher long-term care costs. And just the whole nine yards. I so, if the government is going to try to get out of the pension business at some point, try to get out of Social Security. Well, in 1982-83, the government tried. The government did successfully change their their pension plan from civil service to federal employees. It went from SERS to FERS, and that made a third of their pension plan uh, only responsible for fixed payments. 
two-thirds of it now is coming from Social Security and a combination of the government TSP plan. So it's been pushed out as well. Now, as far as the government getting out of Social Security, Chris, I don't see that ever happening. I really don't. I think it's woven into the fabric of our nation now, and I think that, that as time goes on, it's going to change. It's going to have to change. When you stop and you break down today, 50% of mandated spending is Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And that's only going to continue to rise as more and more baby boomers enter a, the Social Security uh, recipient age. That's to, a huge, to huge percentage of the government. It is very, very large, no doubt about it. But, you know, going back and, and addressing your question here, because I get this a lot when, I'm, when we're running financial plans with clients. They're talking about, you know, well, what should we do with Social Security? How do we put it in there? Oh, I don't want it in there. Oh, I want it in there. It's going to be a big part. Well, here's, here's, here's the, the, the deal on Social Security. When, when you stop and you, you, you take a summary snapshot of, of most people's retirement income, most people across the nation, Social Security makes up a good portion of their retirement income, okay? And, and, and that's very surprising to a lot of retirees out there, but it does do that, in fact. So when you say, oh, I'm not sure if Social Security is going to be there or not, it's going to be there. I, I just can't imagine a sitting Congress and or president at some point in the future, which that point is 2033, by the way, uh, this is going to sit there and go, oh, you know, well, kind of Social Security is over with. You know, it's, it's, We're it's done. not, yeah, oh, not, not going to happen suicide at all. Is yeah, not, not, not going to happen at all. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back with more on thoughts on Social Security and what you need to be looking at as far as keeping that included in your financial plans. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. It's 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. Get a free financial planning toolkit now. Go to LarryRosenthal.com or call 855-ROSE-123.
This is the Larry Rosenthal Show, and if you'd like to dial in, here is the phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial planner in studio with us today, 855-ROSE123. Larry. Sure, Chris. So getting back to the Social Security, uh, again, I believe it's always going to be there. It just may be changed a little bit. We may end up having to tax more people, or not more people, but may have to end up raising taxes, reducing benefits, uh, delaying benefits, all all types of things. When you when you stop and you look at Medicare right now, the Medicare premiums that people are paying, if your income is as your income hits certain levels in retirement. You are being asked now to pay more for your health care premium cost on Medicare. That's a means test. There could be things like that coming with Social Security. As it is right now, if your income hits certain levels, 50% of your Social Security tech, uh, check is subject to your taxes at your tax bracket. If you hit another income level, then 85% of your, of your Social Security check is taxed at whatever your ordinary income tax bracket is. So, so those types of so things. So the more you make, the more you pay. Well, yeah, you know, and and so those those scenarios right there are going to continue in the future as as government deficits get stretched, you know, government uh, budgets, I should say, get stretched tighter and tighter. Those types of scenarios will continue uh, down the road. That's why when you stop and you break down, you know, hey, what does a financial plan look like and uh, down the road for yourself? and, And this is where a lot of people really mess up, because a lot of people think, that that you know we just got to grow 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 our dollars well yes you do we need to grow assets there's no doubt about it but when you break down the different types of <clears throat> different stages in a financial plan there's there's basically three types of stages there there's accumulation then there's distribution and legacy and in an accumulation stage this is when you want to grow your assets but you have to be growing them with an eye for down the road, because during the distribution stage, that's when you pay a lot of your taxes, when you start to pull your money back, because the money's never been taxed in a lot of in a lot of plans. Hence, the Roth IRA 401k type options as well are available for you to, uh, to, to, to look at tax allocation strategies. And then legacy planning, Chris. You know, your, your, your assets are going to go to your heirs, charities, or the IRS, or a combination thereof. And, and so you really want to stop and think about how do I want these assets to to go when when you don't need them anymore right when you're in heaven you don't need them anymore you know so to summarize there the 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 construction of a financial plan is three phases you know if you're interested to see a video i've got a 90 second video or so on my website go to larryrosenthal.com and it'll click on the video there on the first page and it'll show you how a financial plan is is computed how a financial plan works you know and 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 how we have uh you know certain software that we use that updates your financial plan every single day with the markets and the changes in accounts, your mortgages, whatever it may be. That way everything is is as fresh as only 24 hours old in your financial plan. So you nice. can stop and take a look at it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, can I ask you a question or two about the 401ks? Um, we talked a little bit about them earlier. You've been mentioning them throughout the program. But is a 401k, is that something you definitely want to take advantage of if your employer offers any kind of matching? I understand that, right? You want to try to get as much in sure. as you can. The other question I would have is, is it just like a standard uh, IRA, uh, 401k, and that you can choose or the employer sort of just give you what you can choose in those 
in those funds. Well, one of the advantages of a regular IRA is that you can choose almost any type of investment that's available out there to go into an IRA. But inside of an employer plan, whether it's a 401K, the government TSP, a 403B plan, whatever it may be, there's a menu, there's a list of investment choices that are predetermined for you. So you get to choose from those choices. And, and, and what you really have to do is, is go in and take a look at what the different choices are, take the best choices inside that plan and coordinate it or sort of dovetail it in with your other investments uh, that you have outside the plan or in your spouse's plan and, and things that like that. So if you bought 30 shares inside of one of these other ones, you'd buy the same amount in another one if you could and just kind of match them up. Is that what you're saying? Well, let's suppose that it, that that in your plan, Chris. Let's suppose that you've got a really good choice in in small cap growth funds, and let's suppose that your wife doesn't have a good as good a choice as what you do. Mm-hmm. Then, from a household perspective, uh, we may want to put more money into your small cap growth it. fund, and we may want to put more money into your wife's international fund in her retirement plan because your international fund may not be that good. I understand. So you want to coordinate it from a household perspective. Uh, that way, you're getting the, the you know the biggest bang for your buck in in all the different areas of of the asset class distribution. Uh, be, mm-hmm. Because you know the, the, you're limited there, but at the same time, you want to put in at least what your employer is matching into the plan. There's just no doubt about free that. money. Yeah, why would you not? Yeah, you absolutely want to do that. So, you know, speaking of that, free money, free money, like free it. money, Chris. Where, what, where? What's next? You know, this 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 next section here falls under. Just when you thought you saw it all regarding investments, what is reaching in his pocket right now and throwing out what is next? Where's your money invested and how much (laughs) in different sectors? Technology is continuing to drive, continuing to drive. There's a new survey out here um, uh, by the Pew Research Center 2018 on smartphone surge. So look at this. You know, at, at, at one point, you had a payphone. You dropped a quarter into a payphone. You dropped a dime into a payphone. Then you dropped a quarter into a payphone. Now you can't find a payphone. <laughs> you can't anywhere. Then you get the bag phones. Oh yeah. Then yeah. you get the the car phones. Then you get the. You know, I remember I had a car phone once. And my brother said, "Well, why don't you just get a cell phone? That way you can have it in the car and outside the car." And I thought, "Well, who would ever want to carry a phone with them?" <laughs> Yeah, okay, right? Now you can't live without it. I mean, that's my point. So, today, when you break down ages, and this is a little scary here, from ages 8 to 29, 94% of people that carry phones have smartphones. Now, I don't know about the age 8, I want to know know where that is, okay? But, (laughs) But fast forwarding, the age 65 and over demographic. 46% 46% of them today have a smartphone. Wow. I think that's very, very interesting. Very, 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 very. I got I to tell you, I got to tell you, I was in Chipotle the other day, um, and there was a girl in front of me, a teenage girl, and she was texting a girl that didn't make it in front of her, behind her in line. So they were talking back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy. I understand that people do it actually even sitting next to each other and not really talk to each other. So I'm not so sure it's been a good thing that we've had. Well, I'm not I'm not so sure about the social 100%. capabilities of it either when when it comes to what you're talking about there, the ability to communicate. For, yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole different thing. But my point is is you know, where is this technology going? Is technology still continuing to drive? And when you talk to a lot of technology people, they're, ta- they're talking about the next boom of technology innovation is, is still coming forth.
mm-hmm. when you break down all of this, and, and this falls under, you know, sectors of where we should be considering investing our dollars. You know, when, when you look at the amount of money that's being poured into cloud services, oh, yeah. um, artificial intelligence, a lot of this stuff's running on your cell phones. You've got more power in your cell phone today than, than you did most computers many, many years ago. Um, small uh, cloud services are really enabling small businesses to to meet demands to really grow their businesses a lot faster. I'm looking forward to my robot that's going to do my cleaning and washing my dishes and, and taking care of the laundry and stuff. For me. Sure, maybe you'll get it delivered by drone one day. Chris. Yeah, I could. I could. You know, a little robot flying through the air. Exactly. Thing, right. You right. It. You're catching the vision. <laughs> that's funny, but you know, the, 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 stop, stop and think about it. And 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 th- this falls under different sectors. We're, we're we're breaking down sectors today on where we should be looking or, or staying away from or, or, or investing. And there's so many different sectors in the market and in the economy. You've got technology sectors. You've got healthcare. You can break down healthcare into, you know, insurance companies, services, biotech, all different types of things, farm pharmaceuticals. So, so within sectors, you've got different different subsectors of the, of the of the different places to be investing in. But going back all the way to the top of the show, tying in the baby boomers, where's money being spent? Remember, if people are going into stores today and they're buying lots of bubble gum and not pretzels, we want to invest in bubble gum and all the things that are around bubble gum. Correct. So, when you stop and you break down what's happening in technology. More and more households are are putting their stuff on the cloud. More and more households are getting more smartphones. More and more households are using more and more of the internet capabilities, and that stuff is not only, uh, uh, you know, hitting high demand in the U.S. but as well as around the globe in a lot of places. So stop and think about where's government spending their money, and where are people who hold the most money in in the different in our nation as well as around the world spending their dollars? Technology is definitely one of them. Healthcare. Tax reduction strategies. These are a lot of the, the finer points that you should be looking at inside your investment portfolios when it comes down to, to investing things. So, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. It's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rose. I'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. 
You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in to talk to Larry Rosenthal, here's the phone number for you, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Welcome to call right now. I have some lines available for you to speak to Larry. 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Chris, Psalms 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And then fast-forwarding a little bit here, in Matthew 6.24, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We talk a lot about that throughout the years on, on this show, and you know we always got to bring it back to the center point, which is which is the Lord Jesus. So... Uh, just keep that in mind when you're talking about money, when you're dealing with, with your investments, your retirement plans, your legacy planning, your insurance needs, and all of that. You know, give, it, uh, give a lot of it up in, up in prayer. So I want to switch now and talk a little bit about some controversial products, I guess you could say, Chris, okay? <laughs> Which, what are you talking about? Uh, I don't know why hair, they're so hair controversial. Grease, hair greasy yeah. or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know why they're so controversial when once you understand them. It's either right or it's not right. You know, it's kind of like a car, you know. Uh, You're going to go down the road, and you're going to go to the car dealership, and you're going to go, man, I love this car. I want this car. And somebody else is going to go, that's crazy. I would never buy that car. I would buy this car. Like these Lamborghinis that are investment choices. $150,000 cars or something like that. Right, right. That's why you have different investment choices. So I want to talk a little bit about indexed annuities today. They're they're in the press. They're all over the press, financial press, television. People love annuities. People hate annuities. Blah 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 blah. You know, when when you buy, if you're going to go buy your Lamborghini car, Chris, yeah, versus so. versus a 1989 pickup truck. Okay, which one's going to be faster? Which one's going to be sharper looking? Which one's going to be more fun to drive? Right. Okay, there you go. So I don't just, think those are the it's answer. Just like any, yeah, it's just like any other type of an investment vehicle out there. We're gonna we're gonna break down a certain type of an annuity today, and we're gonna explain some of the pros and cons of that because it's important to understand that each investment out there has advantages and disadvantages. And if if you look at the the break the the difference between a mutual fund versus an ETF versus an individual stock or or, or bonds and an annuity, if you try to compare them all against each other, you're going to lose because you're comparing apples to oranges to grapes to broccoli. It just doesn't work. Okay, so when we look at at, at the annuity world, there's three types of annuities today. There's what's called a fixed annuity, there's an indexed annuity, and then there is a variable annuity. So the the fixed annuity, you end up getting like a, a, a bank CD rate of return, which for some people they're going to go, well, that's crazy. Why would I put money into an annuity if I'm only going to get, you know, 3 or 4% return? Well, it gets tax-deferred growth. There's guaranteed to no losses and, and blah, 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 right? For some people, a piece of their income or a piece of their savings may be appropriate. A variable annuity, on the other hand, has has a little bit more fees, but they have – 
lots of upside potential gain because a lot of it is invested in what they call sub-accounts that go up and down with the stock market like mutual funds do. Then when you take a look at the third type, it's an indexed annuity, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit today are indexed annuities. And this is one of the areas where people get confused about in an indexed annuities. What's my interest rate? How do I get my rate of return? Okay. First of all, in an indexed annuity, there's different ways to measure a rate of return. One of them is called an annual reset or a ratchet. Another one is called point-to-point. Point. And another one's called a high watermark. So, so let's just take a look at an annual ratchet or an annual reset. And, and that compares the change in the index. So let's suppose that the index is the S&P 500. So you're putting your money in. The S&P 500 is at a certain level. Well, at the end of the year, which might be a calendar year or an anniversary year of the contract, they look at the, the growth on the S&P index, and they say, all right, well, here's your return. From, from point A uh, or, or from, from the beginning to, to, the, to the next scenario there, it, the index went up 10%. So you're thinking, well, great, I'm going to get 10%. No, not so fast, because in these annuities, they have what's called participation rates. So your participation rate may only be 80% of the actual growth. Well, somebody might say, well, that's not good. I, I want all the growth. Well, if you want all the growth, you have to accept all the downside, too. One of the advantages that these indexed annuities bring is that there's no downside risk. In other words, if the markets go negative that year, you don't go negative. You just get a zero rate of return. So in other words, it takes off the pressure from losing dollars, but it doesn't give you 100% of the upside capture of it either. Make sense? So it sort of cuts off the peaks and the valleys a little bit. You're going to end up with a with an average type of a rate of return there. Well, you always talk about the fact that it needs to outpace taxes and inflation, so there needs to be a number in here that you need to be able to make, right? Correct. Your, your overall investments need to outpace taxes, inflation, and fees because that's the net dollar that you get to take to, to the grocery store to buy your bubble gum or your pretzels, right? Mm -hmm. so, so you may have some money in, in the market where you might be getting a 10 or 12% return one year. You might have some money in an indexed annuity in this example where you might only be getting 6 or 7% and money in a CD. Well, when you look at the aggregate rate of return of all of your dollars invested, that's the money that you need to make sure that you're getting an appropriate enough rate of return to outpace taxes, inflation, and fees uh, aggregately across all of your investments, Chris. So not every investment has to do that because not every investment is designed to do that. You know, take money in the bank, in your savings account. You're still getting point something return this year, right? But the purpose of money in the bank is guarantee, liquid, it's, it serves as money coming in and money going out, correct? So, so when, you, when you break down putting money into an annuity, you have to say, okay, for this slice of my money, I'm more interested in having, in this type of a case, uh, tax-deferred growth, conservative rates of return, but no downside for loss. Another pile of your money might say, all right, now I need some growth on this. So, so that's sort of how you break it out and, and take a look at it all. And remember, going back to the three phases of financial planning, Chris, accumulation, distribution, and legacy planning, one of the things that you have to really understand is income down the road. And the primary investment objective of an annuity 
is that once you turn on the annuity income stream, and there's a couple of different ways to do that, you're guaranteed never to run out of money during your entire life. Okay, so it might not give you the best return year to year. A little bit of satisfaction, but it, though. But it gives you a, a guaranteed uh, income stream that you can rely on during your retirement years. Now, I, I, by, by no means am I saying everybody goes out and buys an annuity and blah, 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 blah. No, I'm just trying to point out that there's some pros and cons to this type of a product uh, on, on what we're talking about because we see them all over the press, and we see them highlighted in such such polar ways of I love annuities buy them I hate annuities never own them okay and and but nobody makes sense as to well well why do you love them why do you hate them I, I just put together an annuity educational class love hate class stuff. yeah yeah really you know when when you stop and you look at it all well don't they also have uh, I guess they've taken a lot of the risk out of some of these when they started adding on some of these um, writers right the, do index annuities have riders as well to help out with? Yes, some of they have. They have. They have these extra sidecars or these extra riders that you can you can purchase for a small fee, and and that gives you a guaranteed growth on future income protection down the road. Mm-hmm. So so the, the, you you get a little bit more confused with annuities, but but because a lot of people don't understand them, and a lot of advisors, unfortunately, that are selling them don't understand them. At the same time. When you're when you're looking at the purpose of them, which is income and income protection, you know you're 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 ga- you're gaining that, but you're giving up some upside in the markets, you know. And it's funny because when you stop and you look at somebody who says, "Oh, I hate annuities. I'll never own money in an annuity," okay, because I I want liquidity. I want all you know. I want the upsides and blah blah blah. Well, guess what? When you have your money in an investment and you're receiving income from that investment, that investment automatically becomes not liquid because if you pull the money out and spend it, your income goes down, right? So you've got to keep your money in the investment in order to provide the income for you. So it's it's a very interesting catch-22 when you look at it all. And my point is that get educated on these annuities. And, and there's a lot of people running around doing an, uh, annuity classes and blah, 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 just you know, to try and sell you on them. And, and make sure you understand how they work and, and the purpose of them inside your, your, your own personal portfolio and, and how you're trying to do it, too. You know, another one is a high watermark. They will give you a return based off of the last 12 months of the highest peak of the market that particular uh, during that particular 12 month period of time and and so you might think well the market went up eight percent i'm getting it all well no maybe in that case you're only going to get 75 percent of it because of the participation rate there's interest rate caps there's spreads there's asset fees in some of these not all of them there's margin uh, uh spreads as well where where you're not going to quite get a hundred percent of everything. You know, you might have a spread that says it's one and a half, which means if the market does ten, you're going to get eight and a half percent, versus an eighty percent where you're only going to get eight percent. Anyway, see how confusing it gets. So understand how these different things break out and and really work. So at the end of the day, when it comes to the annuity discussion, okay, there are financial advisors out there that only put their clients into annuities. There are advisors out there that never put their clients into annuities. And there's advisors out there that when it's appropriate, they will put some of their clients' assets into annuities to provide guaranteed returns, 
guaranteed income streams, so forth and so on. So find out what your philosophy is when it comes to this. Understand the costs that are inside of them. Understand that that costs range from, from, from really no cost up to, you know, uh, a, a few percentage points on cost. So it's important to really break it down to focus on your net rate of return after taxes, inflation, and fees. And annuities can provide you with an income stream once you really learn about it that, that uh, can be quite surprising in, in some cases. So it's good to understand it all. Hey, if you want some information on annuities and how they all break out, uh, I've got a, a great big packet here that we can send you out. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. We'll send that out to you lo- along with our financial planning toolkit. Or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called SARS Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's the phone number, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. A couple of minutes left in the program if you'd like to dial in to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Again, 855-ROSE-123. You know, Larry, I mean, we've been talking a lot about it, and it's been happening, and I know a lot of people are scared in the market, and it kind of throws the market off a little bit with these you know, federal government interest rate hikes. Are we looking at more of those? Are we... Are we going to see the market pull back because of that? What's the story there? Well, I think that we're going to get two, maybe three more interest rate hikes this year. And remember, when the economy is expanding, people's wages go up, people spend more money. And and one of the mandates that the Federal Reserve has is price stability. One of the other mandates is maximum employment. And they both fight against each other. And when you have maximum employment, which is where we are now, obviously wages start to rise. And when wages rise, people spend more and prices go up because there's more demand for those those products and services. And the Fed will slowly raise interest rates, which makes money harder to get. It's harder to finance a car. It's harder to buy a home. You know, that type of stuff. So it just sort of dampens or slows down the economy a little bit. It's a tightrope that they're walking. They never get it right. Okay, but eventually, as interest rates climb too much, 
somewhere down the road, it will just slow down the economy a whole lot. And then they'll have to lower again to, to, to stimulate. So, yeah, I think that, that you know, in the, before the end of the year, we'll see two, maybe three more hikes. Um, just depends on corporate earnings, depends on what we see as far as uh, the inflation pressures go. So they take a good, solid look at that. And uh, next year, we'll probably see some uh, rate hikes as well. So, again, as long as we have slow, moderate rate hikes, we should be doing okay in, in this stage of the business cycle. So... Hey, if you're interested in anything that we talked about here this week on the radio show, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 or go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. we got lots of calls during the week. People, uh, this this, uh, phone number, 855-ROSE-123, flips over and becomes our our 800 line during the week. So give us a ring if you have more questions at all. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.